to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Joined today by Brandon Jackson from Easy Street Realty, serving Charlotte, North Carolina, and surrounding areas. Brandon has been with Easy Street since 2007 and serves as the regional president of the Carolinas, but still works directly with clients on a daily basis, helping them to achieve the goal of home ownership in his local market area. Brandon has a background in sales and finance with experience including Northwestern Mutual Financial Network and the C.P. Morgan Home Building Company. He joins us today to discuss selling homes in today's real estate market and to talk about the role that real estate coaching has played in helping him to achieve his own goals for success. Now, let's welcome Brandon to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. And Brandon, I see you're coming on live right now. Are you there? Yes, sir, here. Okay, so Brandon, first of all, man, I really appreciate your time today and being on our uh, radio show. Um, Guys, you know we interview a lot of top producing agents uh, from around the country. And one of the commitments I made to you last year, all 50,000 plus of you who are regular listeners, is that we are going to do more interviews with agents, and you guys are kind of getting burned out on just hearing from the top producers because, you know, I get it. A lot of you are wanting to build your businesses and you're learning, wanting to learn from someone who's also on the ascension opposed to someone who's already made it. And I get that and I appreciate that because the fact is is that it's easier to relate to somebody who is in the midst of building their uh, real estate practice uh, because you can learn from them, you can relate to them more than, say, someone who's already arrived. And I think Brandon Jackson, he's one of my personal coaching clients, and he has had one of those um, moments, I would say, in the past 90 to 120 days that, truthfully, it doesn't happen that frequently, coaching people, but Brandon had something happen in his head, something happened in his heart that I think could be called an epiphany, and what I wanted, and the reason I asked him to be on the radio show today is because I am 100% confident that a lot of you listening are looking for or waiting for that same type of aha moment. So if we are effective on the radio show today, Brandon, we'll help relate to all of our listeners uh, what it was within you that changed and what's happened as a result. Make sense? Makes sense. So, um, Brandon, let's just jump in and cover some of the basics. You are not just um, a top producing agent, but you're also an office manager at a really fantastic uh, local broker. So tell me a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I mean, obviously beyond general brokerage, my own personal production, a lot of what I'm doing is working with our agents here just to help them be more successful and and also help the owners of this company be more successful. So uh, I'm wearing a bunch of hats each day. Your company is very forward-thinking. I appreciate the fact that um, they have you guys in the managerial positions also sell. I think that's really important because it's one thing to lead. Uh, you know, typical office managers w- won't have sold in forever, and so they're kind of like you know, it's hard to it's hard to really follow their guidance as much as if they were watching you. You're off. You know, you're in there doing it every day. You're actually going out there and listing appointments. That has to be a huge appeal for folks, agents wanting to join your brokerage, the fact that you're in it with them. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, people want to be led by someone that's out there doing it, you know, that's heard the objections, that's felt, felt the, the fear or the pain, and, you know, I can live it with them because I'm going through it on a daily basis. So the truth is you've been successful for a long time. I don't I doubt you know, you I think well how long have we been coaching together? It's less than a year, right? Yeah, I think it's about about six months, somewhere in that range. So not, not too long. Right. So you've always been a successful guy. I mean, you know, you do carry yourself well, you do have obviously a lot of confidence, you have a lot of knowledge. So um but what was it that changed? And I don't I I don't know if you're remembering it like I did, but there was a uh from maybe one week to another, there was something that changed inside of you that where you were going from someone that was – I mean, do you know what I'm talking about? I, yeah. I, hopefully you do. <laughs> yeah, you know, I definitely don't remember as one thing. I think through the coaching with you, you know, there's been a lot of barriers that we've kind of broken down. Um, and it, from our discussions about ego on the phone, from the fear of rejection to, I think, beyond that, being able to visualize and see what's truly possible. I think those things combined have really helped me and the structure and all those things that you guys put together so well on the coaching um, essentials program that um, have really catapulted my mind as far as what can be achieved. Do you mind if we drill down on something you just said? You talked about fears. Do you mind if we drill down on that? Uh, yeah. So there was a survey that was done recently on Inman. It was talking, asking questions about you know why folks hire a coach, what are the reasons that – you know, blah, blah, blah. And one of the top, like, five reasons was overcoming fears. So you said you had you were overcoming fears as a result of our coaching call. What does that mean? You know, I think we all battle with fear of rejection, you know, at the core of, of anything, whether it be taking a call or calling an expired or for sale by owner or uh, working with a buyer even. You know, we are don't want to hear no. And I think what we've really battled through is the – the biggest way to get over that fear for me, I would say not just the biggest, the easiest way, is to have someone holding you accountable. I think that's one of the most important things that, that I've got you for. So when you say holding you accountable, can you give them a fair example? Like, let's go back, you and I, let's go back like 90 to 120 right. days. Yes, right. What, there, there was, I mean, you were moving forward, but you're kind of moving forward slowly, and then you gained confidence. I think that's really important that folks understand that, right? It's not just a function of just do it, jumping in the no. deep end. Yeah, I mean, you I, had to, go ahead. I had never called. Sorry, Tim. I had never called an expired before. I had primarily just dealt with buyers, and and you know, you were like, I'm going to get you to be a great listing agent. And so for me, I had no knowledge of how to get to that point, really, uh, the the best ways I should say. And it was, you know, I need you to. You have to have one uh, one listing by the next time we talk, or two listings by the next time we talk, and you or you're going to owe me 500 bucks or whatever it was. And it was so much fear of having to pay that $500 that I did about everything I could possibly think of to, to not have to pay that money. And it ended up causing me to make so much more than just $500. And listeners, not everyone is going to be, uh, you know, not everyone's going to respond to the same type of stimuli, right? I mean, Correct. Brandon, for, I, I actually am remembering that now, Brandon. So $500 wasn't a big deal because of the $500. The $500 was a big deal because you didn't want to have to tell your wife you had to pay $500 for not doing what you said you were going to do. Is that right? Very true. 100%. Okay. But, I mean, so you had accountability not just for me, truthfully. You were getting accountability from your wife. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and you know what? That's, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Well, that, so that's one of the consistent themes, right? So when someone's uh, obviously 
you have to bring your family in on your goals. That's something we always suggest agents do when they're setting their, their business goals and their, you know, and the five categories of goals, that you bring your family in on the decision-making. You know, if you, you're setting financial goals and you're not sharing them with folks in your family, they're going to be wondering, well, why the heck is Brandon not at you know, home? Where is he? Why isn't he playing golf? Why is da 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 Well, you know, if everyone understands why you're working as hard as you are and, and, and seeing the benefit of it, then it all of a sudden the, the whole equation changes. You're not just you uh, working for a goal. It's the whole family saying, let's get, let's get to work because we all want to go to Disney World. So what were, like, for example, you talked about the fears you had. You talked about the fear of rejection. You talked about all the types of fears. Can you give the listeners a for example of how you overcame that? By doing it. The reality is, you know, I, I got on the phone, you know, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I never had someone screaming at me or telling me, you know, hanging up on me or just all the things that I thought in my mind were the worst things that could possibly happen were not happening. And in fact, the reverse of it, I was having great conversations and I was feeling in tune with what I was doing. And that we talk about this all the time. I've really grown in my awareness that I'm here to be a service to these people. And it's and I'm getting that opportunity. I'm getting more of those opportunities because I'm able to help so many more people now. So two things. Uh, my producer wanted me to drill down on something just so he doesn't, so people are understanding. The uh, financial incentive that we gave you to uh, actually, you know, basically push through your fears and accomplish the goal. Uh, not everyone is motivated the same way. Just listeners, just please be really clear about that. For Brandon, it works that way. Other people, it doesn't work that way. But Brandon, we only had to do that for one or two coaching calls. Absolutely. And of course, you always hit the goal. You never had to pay the fine. And now, I mean, we don't even have to do that because you're consistently generating the business. And we're going to talk about the numbers in a second. But let's talk about, um, you said specifically something there that's really worth repeating, the mindset of service. How big of a deal was that to you when you got that, when that, when that clicked in your head? I mean, I think that's crucial. Before I get on the phone, or even on this phone call right now, the, the fears of, you know, the, that people, I'm going to come across bad, or I'm going to do a bad job on the phone. When you can think about the opportunity you have to help someone else, I think that puts you in a positive mindset to help you go through with, when I'm talking to the expired listing or the for sale by owner, I'm thinking, how can I help this person? I'm not as worried about my own problems or how I'm coming across. I'm really trying to find a way that I can put this person in a, in a better position. And I think that comes across on the phone when I'm talking to them as well. You know, that's such a critical point. because So what I'm hearing you talk about, and you mentioned this earlier, and thank you for bringing it in to our radio show today, you, it, the ego aspects that were holding you back. And by shifting your mindset to being of service, by having that be the dominant thought in your head, maybe even writing it out and putting it on a piece of paper in front of you, how can I be of service to you? That thought, that prominent thought in your head, even if you have to kind of fake it in the beginning, listeners, you know, you're just reading it, you don't feel it. But as you start to think it, and then maybe even you say it to folks, but it's the feeling that really what you want to have resonate in, front of, in your head, those ego fear-based thoughts can't coexist in your mind at the same time. I, I, don't, I don't pretend to understand why it works that way, but it does. So when you have fears of any variety, especially when it comes to sales, you know, put that as your dominant thought. I'm not trying to sell you something. I'm here to help you solve a problem. I'm trying to help you, you know, Mr. For Sale by Owner, I'm trying to help you understand why, you know, listing with me is probably the better thing for the path for you to go on for all these particular reasons. So that's all. You know, I really appreciate you bringing that in. Do you remember like the first time 
the experience that you had when you did have that mindset shift of being of service, was it, it must have been when you were either lead generating or on a listing appointment. Do you remember that exact moment where you saw the power of that mindset or you felt well, it? I think from the very beginning when we talked about you know, the dream boards and the vision boards, one of the things that I, I had on it was how can I be of service? And I looked at that board before I got on the phone every single time. And I, So to answer the question specifically it was when I was on the phone because that's where it all starts. So if they know from the beginning that I'm coming to them with a heart of service, of true, truly feeling like I want to help them, then it's going to come across when I meet with them at the listing presentation and when I'm working with them. How do you do that? Is there, is there a physical manifestation of that thought? How do, you, how do they perceive that that's where you're coming from? I think most people can, can see and feel the difference between someone that is truly trying to help them and then someone that's truly just trying to make a sale. And I don't know if I can, I can tell you what my actions are that emulate what service is, but if it's truly in my heart, in my mind, I think it just naturally comes out. It's how you speak. It's how you carry yourself. But you know what also it is? It's listening to what they're saying and asking questions and, and being present with them when you're on the appointment or you're on the phone. That's the feeling that people have when they're with you know, somebody who cares about them. Right. So, you know, guys, these are all the mindset shifts. And, the, you know, it's easy for you and I to talk about this stuff. But when someone really gets that, that this one thing that we're talking about right now, I would say would be the number one reason, this mindset shift that we're talking about. If agents could experience that, and you only have to, I mean, Brandon, you only experienced it for a tiny, tiny bit. And then you realize, like, I, I mean, if it's similar to the way other coaching clients have had the same epiphany, you just touched on the mindset of service and you instantly felt a different, um, you know, reverberation coming from the client. Is that about right? That's true, 100%. That's cool. All right, so and let's let's get it. Go ahead, sorry. I was just saying, I think, and that has come across with my success on, on the phone and, and growing my listing book, book of business. All right, so let's get into some numbers. I'm sure they're all going to be listening. And, and, and so you were prominently a buyer's agent when you and I started talking originally, and a lot of these listeners have been kind of plagued with a mindset that you have to go through some fiery burning hoops to list, they'll become listing agents. Or, I mean, did you carry any of those beliefs that becoming a listing agent required some special permission from the real estate gods? Uh, you know, I didn't have that same thought, but I thought that being a listing agent was so much harder and mental, mentally so taxing, and um, it was less out of my control. So I, I liked working with buyers because I felt that I could help control the resolution. Like, if they needed something, I could just go find it. Right. You know, it's as Julie says, you know, she says working with buyers is physical labor because it is, you know, mm -hmm. working with sellers is mental labor. In other words, once you learn the skills, uh, once you learn what to say, once you learn their listing presentation, once you've learned how to present the pre-listing pack, once you learn the whole listing you know, process uh, and you don't even have to learn it 100 percent. You just have to sort of have it internalized. Uh, how, well, okay, here's a fun question. How would you rate your mastery, and don't worry, I won't make you role play it, how would you rate your mastery of the listing presentation at this point? Uh, I would rate it on a, on a scale of 1 to 10, probably in the 5 range. Okay, but I appreciate the honesty. All right, and, and, and the, your ability to explain the pages in the pre-listing uh, pack, how would, you, uh, how would you rate your mastery of that? Uh, it's getting better. I would say I'm at a on the, the pre-listing pre presentation pages. Okay, very good. How big of a difference has using the pre-listing pack been uh, in your business? Tell them about that. Huge, huge. I mean, the pre-listing package, and 
it gives you confidence to, to know how you stand out. Because I think that's one of the biggest fears that agents have when they're going to a listing presentation, especially if they're going to be competing, is, well, how am I different than, you know, Sally Sue? Or um, what can I do that's going to get that house sold that someone else can't? The pre-listing packet gives you the bullets, the, the ammunition to, sh- to show exactly how you're different and why they should work with you. And that, that gives you the confidence when you get to the appointment that you're, you, can, you can pretty much slay anybody. <laughs> yep. At least I me. Mean, that That's is how point. I feel about it. Well, but every, you know, there's a lot of agents out there that use these, and you probably did too, that kind of use these, I don't know what you want to call it, but they're certainly not, um, you know, uh, they're not even really very impressive pre-listing packs. It's a folder full of just miscellaneous garbage that they got from 10 different places. It's not an actual organized presentation. It's not an actual, it's, it, that's the cool thing about, I mean, I'm patting myself on my, own, on my back right now, but. The reality of it is that the pre-listing pack will oftentimes get the listing for you before you get there. Am I overstating it? Tell me no, if I am. It has the pre-listing packet, my first expired listing appointment. It's what was in the packet that got the listing that sold within two weeks. So, guys, the whole point of a pre-listing pre- uh, pre-listing pack, you know, it's a, a package of information, and the one you get is part of our coaching program. And there's 18 pages. It's more or less done for you. You have to have a designer kind of make it look to your colors and logos if you're using all that. You have to put in your bio information, all that. But for the most part, it's done for you. Uh, the idea is, and the reason it's so effective, even for brand new agents, is that you are going to overcome, answer all of the questions that way they would have for you before you got there. Brandon mentioned one, and this is a question that agents live in fear of, right? So why should I list with you? What makes you different? Or you know, all those types of things. I mean, it's really difficult in person to have a real confident-sounding answer to that question where you don't sound like you're BSing, you know? But the pre-listing pack is going to give you that confidence because many times have, they'll have read it prior to you getting there, and your listing presentation is not even going to be a sales presentation for the most part. They're going to have already decided to list with you, and at that point it's going to be following the process, getting the paperwork filled out, putting a price on it, and getting the heck out. I mean, that's how effective the pre-listing pack is. Um, let's talk some numbers. Well, actually, I'm sort of curious. I'm getting this intuitive vibe I should ask you. What are you thinking right now, Brandon? I'm 100% in agreement with what you said. And I don't, I want to make sure that, yes, Tim is – part of his coaching program is the PLP, and of course he would want to sell it to you. But the reality is it's probably the greatest – besides your coaching, the greatest investment that I made for my business going forward. We should charge more for it, huh? 100%, as long as you do the new people. <laughs> exactly. All right, so uh, let's talk some numbers. You and I have been together for less than a year. You said six months. And um, before, uh, you know, how many listings were you typically taking? Give us some before and afters. Before in a year, I would probably take three of my good friends or neighbors' listings a year. All right. You just said something. That's worth drilling down on. So before, your business was really only coming from your centers of influence and past clients. My, My listing business, correct. Right, right. So the listing business was coming from folks that you knew, and for the most part, I imagine most of that business was just showing up. You weren't probably overtly soliciting them in any sort of you know measurable way. True or false? Right. I was not competing. Okay. Well, you know that's interesting. Why were you? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you were not competing. That's a big thought. Were you afraid of competing? You know, 
I think that goes back to the question of how are you different? What can you do to sell my house that so-and-so so-and-so else would do? And so because I didn't have that answer or I didn't know myself what I would do differently, I probably, the reality is I, I would not put myself in a position to compete. And if I did, I was not confident. Interesting. Okay, very good. So let's talk some before and after. So before your business would prominently come from uh, centers of influence and past clients. And so being dependent on that, the business certainly wasn't consistent. You know, you couldn't say for sure how many listings you'd have and when they'd come in. It was just all essentially rolling the dice. And that's probably the reason why you focused on buyers, because as you said, you thought at least you could have some resemblance of control, correct? Correct. And our firm provides buyer leads, uh, on a, and I'm going to put our plug in, and we do a great job at it. So that was, a, was what brought in my business. Well, I'll put a plug into your brokerage, too. Um, we coach thousands of realtors from around the country, and there are a couple brokerages in the country that are forward-thinking and I think really in tune with the agent's needs because at the end of the day, the mindset is that your customer as a broker, your customer is the agent, and the agent's customer is buyers and sellers, and you guys get it. And it's obvious because we coach some of your other uh, agents in your office and they love you guys. And if, you know, obviously, if anyone's in your marketplace and they're thinking about at least considering a different broker, they'd be nuts not to go talk to Brandon Jackson um, at Easy Street. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, good. So I'm helping you do your job there too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk before and after. And, okay. and I'm at, and you're doing a yeah. great job of sharing some stuff that might make some other agents uncomfortable, and I appreciate that. Sure. But I think we put it out there that we've been together uh, for six months. You just really started overtly going after the business. Right. Um, I do seem to remember there was probably about a month, not so long ago, where you literally turned it on and started getting results consistently, almost yep. in an unbelievable level. All right, so tell the listeners. I'm bragging for you, so you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, no, it's good. No, I appreciate it. Uh, so, yes, you know, ever since uh, I've gotten that feel of being a service and gotten more confident with the language and the objection handlers that Tim has given me, my listing side of my business has is skyrocketing. So this week I had four listing appointments. I took three listings. I have I already have three listing appointments for next week, and I have people that are waiting. They're doing projects in our house so we can list sometime in the end of this month and next month. So it's night and day difference on my business. Exactly. Um, well, I mean, it, but let's put actual numbers to it. In a typical okay. year, you would list how many houses? So I would list about three, three to four houses a year. A year, okay. And a this year. year, and this year, you're listing on average ten uh, a month. Wow. I mean, so we're in January, so we'll find out. But I'll, I will probably be somewhere around ten to twelve by the end of this month, active listings. Right there, you go. That is a huge success story, Brandon. Did it really require you? I mean, was it? We've given them, and we're not holding anything back, you and I. We talked about the pre-listing pack. We talked about the shift in the mindset. Uh, you know, we, we should probably talk about the scheduling and the discipline that was involved for you to get the benefits of what you were learning. I mean, that's worth talking about. So sure. share with them. You, you had to carve out time to specifically focus on lead generation. Was that hard for you at first? Absolutely, because I didn't want to do it first. So, yes. <laughs> and then, you know, you've got so many. I, I have a lot of different things going on. I've got three young kids at home. My wife has her own photography business. I, you know, I'm helping agents put out fires. So, there, it's so it would be so easy for me to never prospect. So well, that, yeah. You, financially, you don't have to either. That's another blessing that you've got going for you. Financially, you're really not in a position that you have to go out and lead generate. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. I hope that wasn't appropriate for me to say, 
but you're doing quite well for yourself, and you have for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, it's not about the money necessary for me, although don't get me wrong, money is a huge motivator. The reality is I see the potential, uh, and I am 100% connected to being better every every single day. I mean, that sounds super cheesy, but I really see so much more because of the coaching I've done with you, Tim, that, uh, that I want to be better, especially for not only myself and my family, but my agents and my clients. Brandon, why were you holding yourself back? Oh, man, we're in our coaching time right now, aren't we? Why was I holding I know. myself back? I mean, the fear of the unknown, you know, of to go back to the competing, to not knowing how I stood out, or being complacent and lazy on, um, you know, not willing to do the small things that create you to be, cause you to be successful. So we talked about scheduling. You know, now, and I've heard, read through so many different books that you have to do the most important things first. And to me, the driver of my personal production starts with prospecting. So about now I'm at four days a week. I was at two, and I've grown because I see, I've seen the success. Well, the first thing I do when I come in beyond getting my call sheet ready is I'm on the phone for one to two hours. Okay. Brandon? Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, so you're on the phone for one so to two hours. One to two hours, and that's getting what I – I mean, that's to me the most critical part of my day is the prospecting. And then, you know, what comes after that is preparing for my meetings – or I'm meeting with an, with an agent to do some training, um, you know, it's, or going on appointments. So if I know that the biggest part of my day the stru- is structured, which is the prospecting, the rest of the day, I can usually, at the end of the day, feel like I accomplished what was most important. Um, the magic number, figuring out how many listings you had to have at all times in order to accomplish your financial goals. Was that a right. big breakthrough for you? You know, I mean, it's, I'm an analytical person, as you've discovered through our coaching, and so it is to me. You know, it's, it's having a number to fall back on or knowing kind of a, a path to create what I want to achieve. Let's share with the listeners what that is because we have to make the assumption that, you know, 50,000 people, <laughs> a good bit of them won't know what it is. Here's the bottom line, guys. There's a lot of mystery and mystical Mickey Mouse associated with how to be successful in real estate. But really, at the end of the day, it all comes down to one number. You know, and then one number is the number of listings that you need to have active at all times in order to accomplish your financial goals. So a lot of you, the one number is probably going to be around 10. So in other words, you have to have 10 listings at all times. And once you do, uh, assuming they're priced right, out of the MLS, you'll have a certain number sell. So let's call it three. So if you're in a market like where your average commission is, say, for example, middle America, and it's $7,500 or $6,000, let's say, if you have three houses sell every uh, single month, you'll have $18,000 coming in relatively consistently. Yes, I know, some months you'll make more, some months you'll make less. What I'm suggesting everyone listening get through into their brains is if you can accept the fact that your everything, your financial security, your stability, your Everything that you wanted when you originally got your real estate license comes from figuring out what your one magic number is and then uh, working towards using all your best energies to work towards getting to that level where you have that consistent number of listings. And then your day becomes – now, let's think about this. Plane taking off – I'm going to do this analogy relatively quick, guys, so pay attention. You know, when the plane takes off, it uses the most fuel, right? You're in a jet. It's going to use the most fuel. And then when it's at cruising altitude – the, th- the pilot literally pulls back on the throttle. 
and then you know you go to land, but hopefully you know in your real estate business you either you can decide to ha- ask you know you can decide to put in more gas and go to the next level or just whatever your ambitions are. I have coaching clients. We have coaching clients that come to us that literally only want to work six months of the year, earn all of their money, and then they want to take the other six months off. That's fine. So that in that particular example, they go and land the plane, and then starting next year they take it off again. The hard part is, and where most agents quit too easily. Um, is getting it off the runway in the first place. Because if you can get up to cruising altitude and tying this into the magic number, the cruising altitude is the number of listings you need at all times, 10, 5, 20. If you sell real estate in a place where Julie and I used to sell real estate in Columbus, Ohio, you might need 30 or 40, depending on what your goals are. All the other stuff out there, guys, in this industry is static compared to that specific goal. So, Brandon, when you got that, and I know you're helping some of your agents understand that as well, how big of a breakthrough was that for you? I think that breakthrough, it was huge for me because now I had something to, d- to depend on versus not knowing where my next deal was or how I was going to create the income that I needed. I knew that I need a certain amount of listings, and that will create the income that I need. Um, what are the services that you're – you don't buy buyer leads, Correct. Correct. You don't, I mean, as far as the running of your business, uh, you're not, I mean, you're a Mojo Sell subscriber, correct? Correct. Yeah, Mojo's great, in case you guys aren't using them. You are, as far as like your expenditures for actually running your business, do you have any other, I mean, obviously you're coaching in Mojo. Is there anything else you're spending money on? Coaching and Mojo are pretty much my only uh, expenses. So, I mean, it doesn't take a lot to be extremely successful financially. It doesn't take a lot to be extremely successful in this business. It takes a lot of desire. Well, you're now pivoting in the direction I was hoping you were going to. Can we talk about goal setting? Can we talk about what's keeping you motivated? Sure, sure. <laughs> you, can, you can go as deep down that rabbit hole as you want to. But describe to the listeners like the goal setting activities that we went through and, and, and how, you're, uh, how you set your goals and how you're holding yourself accountable. So when I first set my goals and how I've done many years before, I love goals and I love setting them. And this year particularly, I, was, I had set a good goal, but I knew I could do it. It was definitely achievable. I really felt like based on where we were going and where we were uh, uh, kind of running towards, I, I felt like it was achievable. And then you challenged me to make my goals bigger. And it kind of goes back along with the lines of the book you guys have been going through, The Magic of Thinking Big. And it, it almost even further opened up my mind to what is achievable. So I, I don't know how detailed you want to go on on the goals, but uh, one day I want to drive, I should say by July 28th this year, I want to drive a, or have my own, have the ability to buy a Ferrari 458. Okay, so we're going to stop there. Um, now I want you guys to listen to what he just said. A goal is a dream with a deadline, and a goal must have an action plan. So this is the deadline. This is the well. So first of all, you went out and you were you were thinking big. You accepted the challenge. Dr. David Schwartz, guys, uh, great book, uh, Power of Thinking Big. Read the book. So you and I were. I was challenging you to think bigger. You decided, okay, I'm going to go out. You said you wanted to get a new car, if I remember correctly, and I suggested why not a Ferrari. Then the initial thought of getting something like that. How did that strike you? I thought you were crazy. I was like, maybe in three or four years. Right, sometime in the future, right? So when you actually had the idea of getting the Ferrari this year, what happened in your mind? You know, when you you put in your mind, then your mind starts to think of the ways you can achieve it. 
And that's the cool part, right? That's the power of intention uh, intermixing with essentially, uh, you know, your real drive. And then you have to have a plan. So then you and I created a plan. Now, obviously, guys, um, Brandon has a lot of other goals. He has family goals. He has physical goals. He has spiritual goals. He has educational goals. We're talking about this one in particular because it's just such a good example of how to correctly set a goal. Um, So you said you wanted to have a Ferrari by your birthday, which is? July 28th. I'll take okay, and th- right, and then we figured out how much money you had to have uh, socked away, and then then I challenged you to create a visual reinforcing thing for accomplishing that. Can you can you share that with listeners? Which I'm staring at right now. I have a therm- thermometer on my wall for everyone that comes into my office to see um, that breaks down what it's going to take to get to that Ferrari, with the Ferrari being at the top of the therm- thermometer. Well, each the, so each of the little sections of the thermometer, tell them what that represents so they can visualize it themselves. Yes. Yeah, so each, let's say each inch of the thermometer going up is a, a, a million dollars in sold volume. There you go. And some from that, guys, he's, he's accomplishing he, not only his Ferrari savings account, um, but he's also, in addition to that, he's you know, meeting his personal obligations, he's saving money, he's investing, you know, all those good things. So he's not just basically saying, you know, uh, you know, I'm not going to be responsible for my family. He's saying, okay, this is what I get after I've done all these other things, after I've saved the money, after I've, you know, taken the kids to Disney World or wherever the other things are on his goals, right? After I've spoiled, after I've spoiled my wife, right? So right. these are the things. Okay. Now, you said something else, too. You want to have the ability to buy the Ferrari. So maybe you right. save up the 200000 or whatever, and you choose not to, but at least you'll have had that option of saying no, right? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I How may change my feel? mind, but I want that money. It feels awesome. Yeah, it feels awesome isn't that cool? To know that it's, the ability is there. And for anybody that's listening, the ability is there. Uh, I would hire a coach. I would hire Tim personally. Uh, and I wish I had done it 10 years ago, Tim. I mean, we've had this discussion before, but I would have achieved so much more if I had just stopped stalling and decided to have someone hold me accountable, to follow someone that's been through it before. So you just said something, which was great. You're speaking to the Brandon 10 years ago. What would you yes. have said? I mean, uh, I just what I said before, but the reality is, guys, coaching has totally changed the direction of my life. And I don't want to make that sound super cheesy or unreal. The reality, it's true. I mean, what I'm going to achieve this year may have taken me five years to achieve before that. And it's real and it's tangible and you can accomplish it. But it will help you get there faster if you have someone that knows how to get you there. Um, you know, I'm going to say this just because I know there's going to be listeners right now that are going to say, oh, they're materialistic sons of bitches talking about Ferraris. You know, guys, your goal can be like what I described earlier with the other coaching clients of only working a half a year or only working a part a year. Or you can have your goal be that you're going to fund some 5013C that you're passionate about. Or your goal can be being able to work, you know, three days of the week so you can do whatever it is that you want to do, pursue a hobby of photography or whatever. Your goal doesn't have to be like this. Coaching is not a one-size-fits-all experience. Brandon's experience, I know I have other coaches, uh, coaching clients, you know, they're going to be listening and they're going to be going, wow, that's like completely different than the experience I'm having with a Harris coach because everybody's experience is different. And, you know, we do our best to obviously design a uh, accountability system, setting goals and getting people to get to that cruising altitude as fast as possible with the least air resistance as possible. And we'll do our best to avoid, uh, avoid as much buffeting 
But, you know, Brandon, at the end of the day, I've got the easy job. All of our coaches have the easy job. It's you that had to actually do the work. So there's somebody listening right now, and, you know, they've maybe been involved in coaching programs before. Or they've read some of the books you and I are talking about. They maybe even have maybe put a little toe into the waters and kind of you know, it's, they're getting it kind of. Help me push them over the edge. How do we get these guys to realize that life is a gift for the season, that life is a gift that really, frankly, if you look at it that way, anything is possible. Help me convince them. Why would you wait? I mean, it, you, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. I mean, why would you not take a chance? I mean, worst-case scenario, you're out a couple dollars. The reality is the what can come of it is so much greater and, I mean, I personally think you're crazy if, if you're not hiring someone to help you through the process. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, you know, it, it's like similar to deciding to drive from, you know, where you live to California and not using NAV. I mean, why would you do that? Oh, yeah, eventually you could get there, probably, but why would you bother doing it? It's really – but, guys, whether you hire a coach or not, just please take away from this call the fact that we are in a blessed industry. We really are. I mean – you know, real estate is such an incredible opportunity, and we're at the very beginning stages of what's going to be one of the best, um, I think, maybe economies, but certainly housing markets of our lifetime. You will have more opportunity in the next 10 years to help folks and make yourself a fortune, if that's what your goals and ambitions are, than you probably ever will have again, and certainly what you've ever had. You guys who missed the bubble or missed the bubble because you were not in real estate, you're saying, well, I hear people you know, talking romantically about those days. Trust me when I tell you, for the most part, those days are not like people seem to remember them. They were way harder than now. You had, you know, there are all kinds of reasons why this is the greatest time ever to have a real estate license. If you're not yet feeling your own personal real estate recovery, if you're not yet experiencing um, really your own epiphany about what's possible, it's on you at this point. You have listened to us, Brandon and I, talking for now a half hour. You've probably been listening to Julie and I, on this radio show for over a year. We're doing our best to motivate you. We're doing our best to educate you. But ultimately, guys, it's up to you to get into action. So, Brandon, are there any questions I should have asked you or anything else you'd like to say to the listeners before we sign off? No, we're good. I, I appreciate the time on here. and If I can help and be a service to anybody that's listening, I'm more than happy to do that. Well, you know, along those lines, do you mind giving your contact information? But I'm uh, going to warn you. I'm going to warn you. <laughs> when you do, you will be inundated with emails and phone calls. So, that's your warning. Well, and it goes back to the same thing. I mean, truly, if, if you guys want to behind the scenes or have any questions and I can help and I can be a service, I truly want to be that. So call me. My cell phone number is 704-737-4728. 704-737-4728. My email, bjackson at easystreetrealty.com. And my website is brandonismyrealtor.com. And Brandon, listen, I mean this with all sincerity. Thank you for the honor of being your coach, my friend. We're going to have a fantastic year, and I know you know it too. Yes, 100%. Excited. Yeah, man. All right, listeners, thank you. There it is. You guys wanted to hear from somebody who is on their way up. There it is, Brandon Jackson. He is a wonderful example of someone who is clearing the forest so you can walk the path a little bit easier. Just follow in his footsteps, guys. It's not that difficult. If there's anything we can ever do for you, 
please request a free coaching call at freecoachingcallsforagents.com. Or if you'd just like to skip that step and you'd like to go ahead and enroll, go to timandjulieharris.com, timandjulieharris.com, and just choose whatever coaching program is appropriate for you. If there's ever anything we can do for any of you, please do not hesitate to ask. We are here to be of service to you. Brandon Jackson, thank you for being on the radio show. And everyone else, have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.